0: Welcome back to episode number five of Chargers Powder Hour. In today's episode, Colin and Miles recap the Chargers draft this weekend. They'll talk the current state of the roster, and they'll also look ahead to a few things. Chargers Powder Hour is a brand new Los Angeles Chargers podcast that combines the latest team news, storylines, analysis of the games, and guest interviews with friendly beer and banter. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the show. Thank you for listening and bolt up.
1: We starting right now. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. What are you What are you drinking?
1: Um, just good old classic Bush Light today. Still kind of recovering from last night, but uh, yeah, nothing better than a ice cold Bush on a nice day in the Midwest. So, Bush latte. Bush okay. latte for sure.
0: I myself, am also drinking a Bush latte because they are cheap and easy to drink, and yeah. It's just a easy beer.
1: Yeah, for sure, goes down smooth. So,
0: well, we had a big event go down this weekend, and uh, for Chargers Chargers fans everywhere, you guys are probably all tuned in. We had the NFL draft. Chargers made some picks, and we're gonna kind of go over those picks and and just kind of assess them real quick. And again, we're not we're not draft experts. We're just. You know, like like fans everywhere, we're just kind of going down the line of the picks that the Chargers made and evaluating them based on what we know, which is not a lot.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, only two guys, two or three guys that they took that I actually knew before the draft process, like knew their name. So, but uh, it's really kind of it's fun to kind of look into some of these other guys, um, see try to see what uh, Telesco, Staley, everybody else sees in them. So that's kind of a process that's, that's kind of fun as a fan. So
0: Yeah, we're going to cover a lot of, you know, obviously with the picks, there's a lot of, you know, other questions that, you know, come from those picks. Like, you know, what does that mean for, you know, the the position groups that, that you know, of the picks that got selected and, you know, are there going to be some position battles? You know, are guys – Maybe losing their jobs. Are they they going to be cut? Are they not going to be on the roster going forward? So we'll kind of cover all that. But um, yeah, before we get started, I just kind of wanted to, you know, kind of recap uh, the weekend. So obviously the NFL draft went on. Um, I played some golf. Did you do anything fun?
1: I uh, hit some bars with some of my friends, you know
0: <laughs> newly newly newly
1: newly 21 still, so I'm still still loving up on those on that bar's life while my hangovers don't take me out for a whole week. so
0: how are you feeling today?
1: uh a little little rusty earlier. I hate to admit it, I woke up at about one today, so <laughs> but hey, this is all I really had going on, so it's all right. I'm surviving.
0: Life of a college student. I miss it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely it's fun, but it gets expensive. That's for sure.
0: No, for sure, man. It's great. Yeah, it's it's a good time. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that. Everything you just said just brought me back, like to when I was in school, and yeah, good times for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, we had we had some reasons to celebrate this weekend. Uh, we got some great dudes that we added to our team. So let's let's get into it.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot of really good, really premium draft picks that were were made by the Chargers when you look at just overall draft value. And and we're going to kind of get into that as well. But we'll we'll just kind of start from the top here. We're we're not going to cover Zion because if you guys caught our last episode, episode number four that came out on Friday, just after the uh, first round, we we covered our our first round reaction and kind of covered Zion. And and his draft profile, and so we're gonna start with the third round selection that was made um, by the Chargers, and that was J T Woods, defensive back, quote unquote defensive back from Baylor University, and already, I mean, just just his his position has already kind of raised some questions. Like, I guess I think I think he played a lot of safety.
1: Yeah, uh, he was a he was a three year starter at Baylor at safety, so.
0: So right away, I mean, could be a safety. I've already seen some speculation on Twitter amongst fans and other beat writers. You know, does he make a possible move to cornerback? I mean, either way, we know, you know, secondary defensive backs are going to be their they're premium position in Staley's scheme, and he's always going to be on the hunt for, for defensive backs, whether that's cornerbacks, safeties, doesn't matter. So... It just seems like a natural fit. Um, he, he's a you know a ball hawk. He led the was it the the FBS in interceptions this last year.
1: Yeah, I think he had nine picks last year, oh, which is Heath. I mean that's FBS schedules what eleven games a year. Mm-hmm. So that's nine picks in eleven games. That's that's impressive. Sounds like J C Jackson might be getting along pretty well in in L A. So
0: yeah, uh, it sounds like he's a ball hawk. I haven't even really had the chance to watch any of his tape which I need to go do because I mean 11 picks in 9 games that's how can you not <laughs> just smile at that stat right there so that's impressive and you know I, I saw some stuff on Twitter saying like and again we don't really know I mean I would assume he's, he's probably going to fit the safety position a little bit better in Staley's scheme I have no idea I, I'm saying that without much knowledge but just based off of, you know, him being a three-year starter at Baylor at that position. You know, they. this is, you know, kind of what I was referring to when I was talking about Kyle Hamilton at 17 being a yeah. home run pick.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, you, you get a safety that that frees up Derwin James. Now he's your chess piece that you can move across the entire board. And, you know, that's a nightmare for offenses. So, um you know, we'll see if he sticks. What do you, do you do? you think he sticks at safety, or do you think he goes to? Is, do you think there's a possible move to corner?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, really the best thing about this guy is how versatile he is. Uh, it seems like he can really just play anywhere in the defensive backfield. So, I think he's going to be kind of another chess piece. Uh, he was on the Baylor track team, I believe. I think he ran a four three something forty. Really a speed demon. One of my favorite things about him is uh, his nickname. Uh, They call him the heartbreak kid because uh, he breaks the heart of quarterbacks because he gets so many picks. So, sounds like a ball hawk to me. So, he should be exciting. I think he can really uh, mold into a really exciting player for us.
0: Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, type of player that this defense needs, especially after the last two years. It just seems like, you know, takeaways have been, you know, something that, and it's just one of those stats where, you know, some years you you know you're on the the other side of it, but you know, it just seems like the Chargers didn't didn't have a lot of takeaways the last couple of years. So getting a guy like JT Woods to you know to be a ball hawk and 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 be that thief in the secondary. I mean, that's that's what Brandon Staley is looking for, and you know that that makes a lot of sense when when you think about the pick.
1: Yeah, he's definitely got a few things that he needs to work on. I mean, there's a reason he was a third-round pick. Um, he's not a great tackler from what I've read. Uh, he needs to kind of work on that. And um, he's over and he just he's not overly disciplined. Uh, you know, he can find himself kind of looking looking into the backfield a little bit too long or just misreading some plays. So, a few little things that definitely need to be worked on. Again, he was a third-round pick for a reason. But overall, uh, I think this dude can be a pretty good player.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about him. I would say outside of Zion, he's the pick that I – well, we'll get into Spiller here Spiller here in a second. But, I mean, he's definitely, I would say, out, outside of Zion. And Isaiah Spiller, the guy I'm most excited about in this draft class.
1: Yeah, 100%. So.
0: Just based off his a- athleticism and – you know, Brandon Staley being the, the little evil genius that he is, like I'm just really excited to see how he utilizes him.
1: Yeah, and Staley we trust, for sure. Yes, 100%.
0: So, JT Woods, uh, overall great on the pick?
1: Uh, For third rounder, there were some dudes sitting there in the third round. I can't write them off off the top of my head that I did like going into the draft process. And then we took this guy who I don't know a ton about. Never heard the name, but... Seems like it. Seems like he can make some plays for us. So I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it
0: a B. Okay, and then first year expectation.
1: Rotational piece. Well, I guess I don't know. I think we're really not gonna know much until minicamp comes around. But uh, I think maybe him and Nasir might kind of rotate a little bit. Well, let's see. Who other? What other safeties do we have? Mark Webb and uh, Aloe Gilman.
0: So, well, Gilman is is higher on the depth chart than Mark Webb. Mark yeah, Webb did, yeah. barely played last year and, and was just – Yeah, he's definitely the definition
1: of a rotational piece, yeah. if that. He so. was a
0: mess when he was on the field. Um. So, yeah, Elohi Gilman, Nas, Derwin, and now you add JT Woods, if you're going to count him as a safety. We will for now just because we're not going to – I mean, we, we can speculate, but, I mean, for now we'll just count him as a, as a safety until, you know, camp – Rolls around and, and and we see you know something else, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go overall grade. I'm gonna go B minus.
1: Yeah, I respect that. I just, just just don't know a ton about him.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, still a little. Bit, I mean, a little bit of a surprise at that pick, but I mean, when you look into the the athleticism, like I said, I mean, it's a very obvious. I mean, it, it, he jumps out just his out his athleticism and his his ball hawking skills, so um yeah i'm gonna go b minus but you know again i think it, it, it has the potential to to be a lot higher than that
1: yeah i agree i think that uh we could see a lot come from him or he can just be a pick that we don't remember at all in three years so that's just kind of how those third round picks go some guys really stick out like you got the keenan allens and then other guys like trey pipkins
0: you know so yes good very good point yeah uh you know, and, and this is a really, I mean, this, this is a very crucial draft, that I, I should mention, probably for Tom Telesco. I mean, he's going into year 10?
1: Yeah, some of them. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, he's going I into believe so.
0: year, yeah, I want to say year 10. And, you know, that drafts are, you know, that's how a lot of GMs get, get judged. You know, is, is, is how, do, how do they draft? Do they draft well? Do they draft shitty? You know, are they you know are they able to see the diamonds in the rough and and and, and make the right you know selections in, in the later rounds in the 4th 5th 6th 7th rounds so you know just looking at this draft class it's it, i don't know it just makes me think you know starting with guys like you know Isaiah Spiller Otito Ogbania, Jamari Salier Jasir Taylor I mean down the list these are all guys that you know they could either be you know, really good rotational pieces and or starters, but are they going to be here in in four or five years? Because obviously, you know, it was brought to our attention earlier in the offseason. I mean, we know the re-sign rate at this rate for, for Tom Telesco and his draft picks. So maybe that changes under a new, new head coach, a new regime, but it's just going into another draft class that's really interesting to see kind of like, you know, how, what is this draft class going to look like 2 3 years from now yeah
1: for sure i think this is really the first year that uh staley's really been more hands on this draft obviously they've kind of given him the reins we've seen what he's done in this off season with some of his additions of these guys that he's coached in the past that fit his defense really well so that's why i'm not i'm not going to knock any of these picks because i think that staley knows what he wants and i mean he's a mastermind so if he sees somebody that he likes, he's going to go out and he's going to get him. So, again, this is a dude that I think will f- hopefully should be able to fit his scheme really well. And we- we'll see where he is a year or two from now. So,
0: so yeah. Um, I like the pick, but, again, you-, you just never know.
1: Yeah, just don't know enough about him, but, yeah.
0: All right, next pick, Isaiah Spiller, running back. Very high on this pick like i mentioned before uh, you know he's probably the guy him and jt woods are probably the guys i'm most excited about outside of obviously zion so i would say those three but just really intriguing pick exciting pick um obviously the rb2 position you know need, needed to be addressed with justin jackson being a free agent um yeah i, I really like the pick how do, how do you feel about it
1: yeah i really like this pick too um, even LT loves this pick. So, you know, if LT loves it, that's gotta be something good. Uh, Spillers, he was, um, shoot, what are the words I'm looking for here? He was one of the better running backs going into this draft. Uh, I think probably a year, year or so ago, he was definitely top five in that position ranking for this class.
0: So I think he was ranked number three overall. Really? As, as far as running backs. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay, I don't know who he was ranked that high. Did was he the third overall to go? Because uh, it would have been Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and then that
0: must have been Spiller. I can't think of anybody else. His draft projection was around was third round, and we grabbed him in the fourth. So that's already positive. Um, let's see here. I can't find his like pick value. I just have his, his draft, his his NFL comp, which is not not a great NFL comp. It's Rashad Penny. Oh, nice! But he's shown flashes. But he's yeah. shown flashes, and, and Rashad Penny was a exciting prospect at one point. Um, no, he was a top ten running back recruit coming out of high school. Killed it in college. Obviously, he's a mean runner. That's the one thing, the one takeaway that I've seen just on Twitter and and from other you know scouts and and pundits this weekend is that he just runs mean and I've seen a few clips that have uh, have already backed that up
1: yeah he's a big dude big downhill back who's
0: gonna run through someone's face so which is just the perfect compliment to Austin Eckler when you think about I mean Eckler is, is already like you know they call him pound for pound for a reason you know he's he's a tough dude and bounces off guys but you can have a guy that can go in when he comes off for a snap or two and just runs downhill gets those extra yards and, yeah, it's just a, a fucking dog in <laughs> yeah. that position. He's, like,
1: he's kind of a wrecking ball, and I'm really looking forward to seeing some short yard packages that aren't going to involve Larry Roundtree or Joshua Kelly anymore. That sounds good to me. So
0: Yeah, glad you brought those guys up, because that has to mean Josh Kelly's off his team come September.
1: You think Kelly over Roundtree?
0: Yeah, because Kelly's been here longer. Yeah. He's not I – mean, well, they're both not – well, no, is Roundtree a Staley guy?
1: Did I th- this this should be Roundtree. This is Roundtree's second year, so going into his second he's year. He's
0: technically so. a Staley guy.
1: They're like the same dude to me, honestly.
0: Okay, well, I'll, I'll say Roundtree because he's he's only he's been in the league less, and he's a Staley guy. Because Kelly is obviously an Anthony Lynn guy, and yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll give Roundtree. Yeah, I mean they obviously have to have camp and and in position battle and see how all that plays out. But for now, yeah, I'll say Rontree probably makes it over Kelly.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Uh But back to Spiller, he's really underrated. Part of his game is his pat- pass-catching ability. I believe he was number one in the SEC in catches for running backs this year. I could be wrong on that stat. I know he was number one. It was either – SEC it might have been all of FBS but he's a big dude who can catch the ball out of the backfield and that's somebody that we definitely need.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, if you know Staley and, and he knows you know Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson. One thing that they were able to do well in this offense was be receiving backs, and that's a big part of being an NFL back is being able to you know catch balls out of the backfield. Pick up blitzes, you know, help in pass protection, and and also be an effective runner. So he he definitely seems like a complete back. I'm really excited about him. He kind of gives me and I I'm not saying his NFL comp is this, but he almost gives me like Javante Williams vibes, where like he could probably come in and be a pretty surprising first year player that has a lot of pop and you know provides a lot of upside and uh, can be the perfect RB two complement to you know a Melvin Gordon, or an Austin Eckler.
1: Yeah, look out for this dude if you are an Austin Eckler fantasy owner because he might be stealing some touches next year. So, Good,
0: good point, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I haven't drafted Austin Eckler in the last two years, and it's been a mistake. I, I should have drafted him in the first round last year, but that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, first-year expectation for Isaiah Spiller.
1: I think he'll be more of a third down back for us our first year. I think we're going to see him fill a role that we've seen Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree fill the last few years. And then I think the more that he kind of runs over people, the more we're going to get him the ball. Definitely more of a uh, short yardage back, and I think we'll utilize him in doing so. And then, again, um, maybe in the pass game as well. So but well, we already have one of the best pass catching running backs in the NFL and Austin Eckler so this one's going to be it's going to be kind of fun to see how him and Eckler are kind of going to interchange hopefully they will take over like you said that Javante Williams Melvin Gordon role that Denver has so
0: yeah i'm really excited because i mean we all know that's the way the the league is going is is having two two backs that you know are running back by committee and whatever you want to call it you know, having two or three guys back there that can share the load, it, it, it's just proven. I mean, the league is so different than what it was 20, 30, 40 years ago where you had one guy that could, you know, have forty, you know, 30, 40 you know, carries a game and just literally carry the team on their back. You know, the the, the O.J. Simpson days where it's just like yeah. you just hand the ball off 45 times a game and that was your offense. So, no, I mean, I'm excited because I this is a pick – I saw some stuff on Twitter as soon as the pick was made of, you know, there was some skepticism because of the, the picks that we've made in, in previous years that, you know, the, the guys you just mentioned, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, you know, I, I hope it pays off. I hope it's like finally the RB2 that we've found for the next four or five years, you know, the RB2 that Justin Jackson was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I really like this guy. Finally, we actually drafted a running back that I've actually heard of coming out of college. I had no idea who Josh Kelly or Larry Roundtree were when we drafted them. So this one's definitely got me excited.
0: Yep, and like you said, he's got LT's endorsement, which is just music to Chargers fans' ears. So, yeah, I, I'm excited about the pick. I'll give the overall grade a B plus. I'll give the first-year expectation. I think he had I, – I think – He's a large part of the offense. He's obviously not going to start because that's Austin Eckler's position, but I think he shares 60 40, you know, him being the 40, Eckler being the 60, as far as touches go.
1: The thing with running backs is running backs might be the most replaceable position in all of sports. Running back, uh, what's the production? Running back production really determines scheme, scheme fit, offensive line over traits. So I think that uh sorry i lost what i was gonna say but unless you get a true talent like this guy like saquon barkley you know every once in a while every few years a talent comes around that you just really can't pass up and he fell right to their laps in the fourth round so i'm gonna give this pick probably an a minus actually i really like this pick um definitely great value there in the fourth for the position ranked third overall running back in this draft so yeah
0: yeah i i I'm expecting a lot out of Isaiah Spiller, probably the most out of any of the draft picks. Maybe, I mean, Zion's up there because I expect him to be a starter and him to be a big piece of that line. But outside of Zion, I would literally, more than JT Woods, I would say I expect Isaiah Spiller to have the biggest role out of any rookie in the class. Agreed. So, yeah. I, I I mean we're both high, high on that pick. I, I love it. I I I think that's a just I mean, a, about as good as a fourth round pick as you can have.
1: Agreed. So moving on to the fifth round, hometown guy from UCLA, the nose tackle. I'm still gonna I'm gonna get this I'm gonna get this name wrong. Atito Ogban Ogbania. Yeah,
0: I think, I think Ogbania I the... sounds right. Yeah, I, that's how I. That's how I've
1: been pronouncing. That's how it's voice. spelled anyway. So. Agba. Agbania. Ag. Uh, we'll go with the. We'll just call him Otito. Otito O. Otito O. Double O.
0: Double O. I there
1: saw. A, I saw a tweet. Someone said that they better let him wear seven, so that he's double O seven.
0: Ooh, I like that. I, I do like that. A lot. But uh, he's
1: not. He can't wear number seven as a defensive lineman. But no,
0: isn't uh, J C Jackson gonna be number seven?
1: Is he switching to seven?
0: That was his uh, college number, and now that—well,
1: he was twenty-seven. At, at I think no, the, I think he's twenty-seven because Josh Kelly changed to twenty-five. I think Josh Kelly switched to twenty-five because JC Jackson was going with twenty-seven.
0: Interesting. Oh well, not one hundred percent
1: sure, but I do know that Josh Kelly went to twenty-five, and that would make sense that they would give twenty-seven to JC. But
0: well, I like the double zero seven.
1: I do like double zero seven. So. I mean, Maybe 77. I think as an interior D lineman, I you could wear 77, so he could be double. Yeah,
0: you're right. He probably wouldn't be able to wear 7. No, he couldn't
1: wear 7, but 0077. Will Clapp is
0: 77.
1: We might have to switch. <laughs> we might have to change that now because 007 sounds pretty cool to me. 0077, 007D.
0: Will Clapp should just change his number to 69. No, that's Sebastian Joseph yeah, Day. That's
1: Sebast- nice. But, yeah, no, that's Sebastian Joseph Day. So Okay, but anyway, Otito, what do we know about him?
0: Not a lot. Um, defensive line, I, I, I think from what I've seen, he's Jerry Tillery's, uh, replacement, not replacement, but like, he's going to take Jer- Jerry Tillery's role is what I've kind of seen. Interior defensive lineman out of UCLA. Uh, what, what are his past rushing abilities? Cause that's, that's going to tell us pretty much what we need to know.
1: I don't, th- I think they brought him in to be more of a run stuffer again. Um, I'm just reading this article that Popper put out. Run game, he needs to strengthen his anchor, improve his pad level to be more consistent. Uh, he's more of a raw prospect. We got a few more raw prospects that we're gonna talk about later. Uh, but he's got great size, length. Um, he's got good hands. So it sounds like he's a guy. I I realized after listening to the podcast, I always say this is a guy when I'm talking about somebody. So I need to knock that off. But anyway. This, this is a guy. This is a guy that, you know, but this dude, I think he can be something special for us. I think he'll be another good rotational piece for our defensive line. So it's kind of hard to hate this pick. It's hard to hate any defensive line depth. So
0: well, it was definitely a a position group that needed depth and it was this was definitely I think the the theme of this class outside of maybe one or two guys is it's a depth class
1: big time. Yeah, a lot of lot of our picks. I mean, we went with how many defensive backs? We drafted three defensive backs out of our. Let's see here, how many picks did we have? Seven, seven picks. Three of them defensive backs, and then uh, some O line, D line guys. But yeah, definitely a, a depth pick. I could see him. He he's honestly, I would give him a player comp of Sebastian Joseph Day. So. Oh really? Yeah, I think he he's definitely going to be a one of those run stuffer guys. I don't know what his pass rushing ability really looks like, but I've from what I've read, I, he's really good in the run. So.
0: Okay, so it sounds like Jerry Tillery might still have his role then.
1: Unfortunately,
0: so. Okay. You so, mean number
1: ninety nine?
0: Yeah, number ninety nine. God damn it, he, number ninety nine still has his role because as much as we like dog on him, he's. Probably, if not you know, the best interior pass rusher that the Chargers have, and that is just still difficult to say and, and to admit. But I mean, it is what it is. So, yeah, Otito Og- Ogbonia, double O, double O. I'll, I'll give him a I'll give him a C plus grade.
1: I'll agree with that. I, I think C C plus for me as well. All right. So. Well, then I'm
0: gonna go to to,
1: to C. Okay, well then I'm gonna go to B minus. All right, all right. No, right. I'll go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. C, I'm gonna go C plus. You can go C.
0: Uh, I'll go see USC First year expectation pretty much is what rotational. Rotational
1: piece up there on the defensive line. I think him and Austin Johnson will.
0: Like you is well yeah because they're gonna have yeah uh, he'll he'll probably play a little bit on on maybe like I don't know he'll probably get like five or six snaps a game maybe ten.
1: Yeah. Who knows? It also depends on you got guys like Gaziano, Forrest, Merrill. You know, you got Christian b- Covington. Yeah, Christian Covington. We got a lot of pieces that rotate in. So, I guess we'll just see training camp again. Will tell us a lot about it. Yeah, him.
0: he's got to make the roster first. I, we should probably we throw should that pre- out yeah there. we
1: should preface that first. All these guys still got to make the roster, but I there's, mean, there's a reason Stately drafted him. So he's
0: probably the first draft pick that we have to like start questioning. Like, I mean, yeah, he, he'll probably make. The, I mean, he's a he's a Fifth round pick, so he's most likely going to make the roster. But as we just mentioned, like there, there still is like a decent amount of interior depth when you think about it. You know, Jerry Tillery and Christian Covington being already the second line. Yeah. So a rookie coming in probably behind those guys. Yeah. So, so, I mean, he'll, he'll probably make the team and he'll probably suit up. And I don't know how much we'll see him this first year, but. You know, could be one of those project guys that you know two years from now. I mean, look at Isaac Rochelle. Isaac Rochelle was like a seventh. I know he was an edge guy, but he was a seventh round pick. And he
1: found a role in that defense. Yeah, seven, six, one of those later rounds. Yeah,
0: and and found a role. And I know he's not on the team anymore. But I mean, just you never know where you know the sixth, seventh round is where you can find some of those steel depth pieces. Where you know they're not they're not going to be superstars or all pros, but. They're serviceable backups. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. So, moving on to our sixth round pick, Jamari Say- Sail Sailor? Sailor? Sailor. Sailor. Sailor 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 Sailor. Thanks for the pick. Thanks for picking <laughs> some easy to pronounce names, Brandon Staley. But uh, yeah, this is this is a guy. No, uh, now this, here's a guy. Now here's a guy. I tell you what, but uh, I like this guy a lot. I think his value. Uh, he was like, I think on the big board he was like fourth, third, fourth round. But he was like a hundred to overall, right around the hundred overall uh, position rank, well player rank,
0: which would have put him like right around third, third yeah, round, third well, round, third fourth round, fourth yeah, right no, right at right, right fourth, in yeah, right fourth, towards early the early to mid fourth
1: yeah, but he fell right to us in the sixth right yeah, and. I saw some I saw some film um he I believe in their playoff game versus Michigan you know Michigan with that two-headed pass rushing attack of Ojabo and Hutchinson he gave up one one pressure the entire game that was it so
0: I I read something he gave up one sack all year
1: did he? I don't. I thought or that or like he didn't one give it. Yeah, something. it was like it maybe. Well, one pressure against, against those two dudes. Oh, okay, well, and then maybe but like a sack yeah, he but only gave was, up one sack all year.
0: It was impressive either way. Like it was like oh shit, we, we got this guy in the in the sixth. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, because we're gonna cover the other sixth round pick. Definitely more exciting than the other sixth round pick, I would say. And yeah, a crucial. I mean. I said it going into the draft. I was like, they, they need to, to to get deeper on the offensive line. I know, you know, they they just signed Will Clapp, and, the, uh, you know, they've made some other moves. But, yeah, I, I immediately automatically feel better about the offensive line and the depth after this weekend than going into it just with, you know, picks like Jamari Sawyer and, you know, Zion Johnson and adding Will Clapp. And I'm, I, I I just I feel so much better about the state of the offensive line, especially if, if someone, God forbid, you know, goes down.
1: Yeah, and the thing with him is he is very versatile. I know we when we drafted him, he was listed as a guard, but 22 of his 23 starts in college came at tackle. So, and tackle's definitely a need on this team now, so.
0: And I like, yeah, glad you mentioned that because he's a plug-and-play type of guy. You know he has got experience. I think in all five pos- or all three positions on the line, so guard, center, tackle. I mean, he, you know, in a pinch, in a, in an emergency, you know, if he needs to step in, fill in, he can be that guy. I think you know that that makes Staley and Company feel a lot better. You know, just about the line, and I I think yeah he'll be a tackle. You know, I think we talked. We were just talking as right before we started the show. I think he's a dark horse, and a dark horse, quote unquote dark horse, underlined dark horse, dark horse. He's a dark horse candidate to be the starting right tackle on this team. Yeah,
1: for sure. He was a big reason why Georgia won the Natty last year. He was protecting Stetson Bennett, and they played. Who did they play? They played Bam in the championship, correct? Yep. Who has Will Anderson at defensive end who's going to be a top 5 pick next year and then they played Michigan in that first round game with their two-headed attack of Ajabo and Hutchinson like I mentioned and he kept them clean. So this is this is a dude. I got to stop with that, but This is a dude. Yeah. You need to give me like a shock collar and anytime that I <laughs> anytime I say this guy and then just shock me or something, but I like him. I didn't know I didn't know who he was when his name came off the board, but the more I read into him the more I started to really really like his game and the footage I've seen of him, he looks like a he looks like a wrecking ball.
0: Yeah. So first year expectation, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he starts a couple games at right tackle and I say I say that because I think whoever is gonna be the starter, I don't think he's gonna Gonna be the starter. I think he can be that backup and start a couple games. But he'll also just being the backup. You know, he's he's gonna see some playing time.
1: I agree with you. So I think he'll be he'll definitely get his fair share minutes this year. So uh, my overall grade for him, I'm gonna go with like an A minus. I just think that value is just so hard to pass up, and he fell right to our lap.
0: Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna go B plus, and uh, yeah. Love the pick. So, moving on to the second six-round pick. The Chargers selected Jasir Taylor, cornerback out of Wake Forest. Yes. Yes,
1: Wake Forest. So, more defensive back depth. Know nothing about this guy, however.
0: Nope. I know he was not projected to be drafted. Found that out earlier today. So, thank you, Chargers Twitter. Always keeping us informed.
1: Yeah. um, I don't really have much I think he he's a burner. That's one thing that we found out with this draft is we got a lot of speed. That's for sure. Which that's sexy, I guess.
0: Yeah, four three six guy. So
1: return man also. So. Yes,
0: he re- he uh, he spent his senior year at Wake Forest returning kicks and punts, and was pretty good at it. Average like a little over twenty six yards on kick returns. Yeah, so I mean
1: that's cool and all, but. We use a six-round selection of a guy that wasn't really supposed to get drafted. So that, that definitely raises some question marks.
0: So this is going to be a theme for this pick and the next pick. Super raw dudes who, you know, I think I can, you can only justify the picks by, by saying, you know, like, trust in Staley, you know, he sees something that we don't or, you know, maybe other scouts didn't. He likes their physical traits. You know, obviously, they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're both four-three guys. Anytime you add speed to the, you know, to your back end like that, especially at those positions, I mean, you know, they—they they could play. I mean, we, yeah. I mean that. I was going to go into a whole other thing there, but yeah, we don't even know what positions they're gonna—they're gonna play. I mean, they could be safety, cornerback. They could even line up in the—in the box. I mean, I mean, Staley is just—we know he wants to scatter the fields with defensive backs and. He went out and, and and got a couple defensive backs this weekend.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a project for sure. I don't see him making immediate impact this year whatsoever. I mean, he could end up just being a practice squad guy. I don't want to talk down on him though, because like I said, in in Tom and in Staley, we trust. And you got to love speed. Who doesn't love speed?
0: It's it's sexy if you're fast. So. Well, and you know, I should should point out too. I, I mean, to you know i guess chargers twitter credit you know they they were telling me today that you know these guys are probably going to be mainly special teamers and there's probably a lot of merit to that when you stop and think i mean they're athletic they're fast if they can tackle they're going to be gunners they're going to be you know they're they're going to have a role on special teams in some sort and they might you know, because that—that's how everyone has to break into the league. If you're a sixth round, seventh round pick, undrafted, Austin Eckler was on special teams his first year. Yeah. First year and a half.
1: Yeah, the, that's really where guys start to show flashes, and that's how—that's how you earn your way up that roster. I—I I know it's a uh, one of the Gronkowski brothers has a TikTok. I don't know if you've seen him on TikTok, but uh, he just talked about how he worked his way up through the roster through special teams and ended up I mean he played for a few years he's obviously not the most known Gronkowski but he he does a great job of explaining that. Uh, I think it's Chris Chris Gronkowski but
0: the one that played at
1: Kansas State. Yep. The one that played at Kansas State. So uh some of it he's he's discussed that before how when you come in you're just going to be an immediate special teamer and then you just kind of work your way up through that way. So I think these are these these last three picks starting with Jasheer, or the the next two for sure including Jasheer, are going to be guys that we're going to see start out on special teams and hopefully they'll show some flashes.
0: Yeah, and you know we'll just go on to the next pick because I mean it's a common theme in these last two picks. You know, Dean Leonard, defensive back out of Ole Miss.
1: We need a we need a grade for Jasir.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I'll give him a C minus. I'll give it a D plus. Okay.
1: Just just a raw talent. But yeah. Again.
0: Lots of upside, but for the time being, just we're not seeing it.
1: And one of those guys, red flags, wasn't supposed to go dra- was not supposed to go in the draft and we took him with the sixth. I could see it if it was seventh, but in the sixth, I mean there's some talent available there that I wanted,
0: but again, you can only really justify it with like the end state that we trust because He
1: know he knows yeah. more than we do. Exactly.
0: So. That that's you just gotta leave it at that. So yeah. First year expectation, special teamer, with a slight possibility of maybe you know cracking some time you know at a a cornerback or defensive back position. So
1: hundred percent. All right, Dean Leonard, defensive back, Ole Miss. What do we know about him?
0: So I would actually, this is the this is the perfect transition because I think he has the potential to actually see playing time, more playing time, and see see the field more than the guy that was selected. Prior to him, just here. Yeah, gotcha. I don't know
1: anything about Mr. Dean
0: at all. So from what I've seen, what I've read, he's a super raw, athletic freak. Yeah, and he fits all, he checks all the boxes that Stately would want in a defensive back. Um, has also, from what I've read, just from you know NFL Network and some different scout. Draft profiles. He's got great technique, great hips, uh, great footwork. So the traits are there for him to be a good defensive back. Again, just super raw. Um, I don't think he had any interceptions at all. Through during...
1: two through two seasons at Ole Miss and not record a single pick.
0: Yep, didn't didn't record a single pick. So, I mean he, they did mention that, you know, he, he could probably, you know, the coaches can work with him on, on some technique and, and brush him up there but just to me seems like one of those guys every year there's one guy out of the class that just has un- I mean he's like almost a Kaiser white to me like I know he's not even the same position not not even close to like a NFL comp but he gives me that vibe of like you know there's there's a, a late round draft pick it seems like every year if not every other year that turns into being a decent contributor yeah to defense I mean like, we just talked about guys like Isaac Rochelle they're not they're not superstars. They're not going to be all pros. You probably won't even remember them five years from now. But I mean, they're they're serviceable guys in the league that were six, seven, throughout picks. I think I think Dean Leonard, has, you know, could can turn into that.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Ole Miss had a great defense last year. I think that they were kind of slept on because they had Corral over there at quarterback. So he really. Took a lot of the shine away from that defense, but he was one of those leaders on that defense. Went at four three seven forty. so to no one's surprise, he's fast. Seems to be a reoccurring theme in this draft. 33-inch vertical, uh, he, and he's he's tall. He's over 6 foot, uh, 194 pounds. He's a bigger body at corner, so I don't think he's going to get – he's not going to get bullied, bullied along the line. Probably a good press man kind of guy. But, again, I don't really know much about him. Uh, First-year special teams, probably. Let's just – let's be real. And I would probably give this one – I'll give him, like, a C.
0: Yeah. I would even say, like, we talked – I don't know if we talked about it, if we were on the pod or if it was before we had started. But even, you know, there's guys that, like – you know, like, what about, like, guys like Rayshon Jenkins? You know, that guy. I don't know. He was, like, a fourth-round pick. And, you know, Dean's a seventh-round pick, so – Kind of tough again to to compare the two, but you know, as far as guys like when they were taken, like we didn't really think Raeshon was gonna really be much. You know, even two years in, we didn't know Raeshon was gonna be much. He was kind of a late bloomer, and you know, third fourth year, all of a sudden had this starting role on a, on a pretty good defense. You know, and then he obviously hit free agency, and and you know he's not on the team anymore. But there's. I don't know. I'm looking at some of these guys in the back end of this class, and I'm just thinking, man, do they they have that potential to to just be a crucial role piece slash, obviously, I mean, even potential starting piece three, four years down the line?
1: Yeah, you just don't really know. I mean, Richard Sherman was a late fifth overall pick, or fifth round, not fifth overall, fifth round pick. So some of these guys could, like we mentioned before, work your way up on special teams, and who knows what they can boss him into, so... What what do you give this pick? What would your grade
0: be? Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid C, just based off of from what I've read and seen. Yeah, the, the 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 raw potential. I'll give it a solid C.
1: Gotcha. All right. Moving on. Last but not least, probably my favorite name that we drafted. This one's a little bit easier to pronounce. However, sorry, double o seven, but uh, Xander Horvath, Horvath, right? Yeah, Mike yeah.
0: Allstott Jr.
1: Hopefully. <laughs> Um, tell me about him. What do you know?
0: I know he's from the Big Ten. So being a Husker fan, we, you know, ran ran into this guy a few times. Um, just a the definition of
1: hoss. Yeah, if fullback, we, fullback. By the way, out of Purdue.
0: Yeah. When when you think of like when someone says, "Oh, dude, he's a hoss," or like you know, he's or even like brick shit house.
1: He's a football guy.
0: Like this dude is, is a <laughs> this dude is is as a as a, a man. And uh, mean runner again. There's a theme there with Isaiah Spiller and him. You know, they they drafted him as a fullback, but everyone on the on the broadcast immediately was like, "Yeah, he's he's listed at fullback, but he might as well be a running back." And that's probably what the Chargers are gonna <laughs> they're gonna do. They're probably just gonna turn him into a, a running back for those, you know, yeah. third and short, fourth, You know, Staley loves going forward on fourth. So go get a go get a fucking train that can just. Pick up a yard.
1: No kidding. Uh, this bring this brings up the question: Gabe Neighbors, is he still on the roster? Probably not. I honestly, I can't tell you. I totally, I kind of forgot about. He didn't. So he had something going on last year. He didn't play hardly any games.
0: No, I mean, again, I didn't. Before this year, I didn't. I didn't really stop and think about how much. Obviously, like in the college football world, we know like how like how much it matters when a new coach comes in and like, you know, the players that, you know, were there before him or before they got there, you know, they're not, they're not his guys. You know, they were brought in by the previous coach, the previous regime. Before this year, I didn't really realize how much that mattered in, in the NFL as well. Yeah. Cause like, if you're not, if the coach that drafted you is not currently the head coach of that team, you're probably like, looking around, you're probably the, like the first one in immediate danger of like being
1: yeah, hundred percent. I mean,
0: obviously, if you're good, like that, none of that fucking matters. Like you're, you're gonna find your way on the team regardless. But if you're like a fringe guy and you're like on the bubble, maybe make the roster, maybe you don't. But you're not your coach's guy. Meaning, you know, he didn't draft you; someone else did. That means a lot. So, with with all that being said, I think a guy like Gabe Neighbors is, is is as good as gone.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I really just want to keep him around for. Uh, victory brisket, but uh, with Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got a, a nice little bromance with Justin, and that's cute, and you know, it it's fun. But I mean, he just didn't. What what purpose did did he serve on this team as far as like? I mean, I know he he ironically he caught like a couple touchdowns, or like you know he has a couple touchdowns like so that's funny because like fullbacks don't really usually Mm-mm. you know see the the limelight but. He just didn't do a lot for this team. Like no, like,
1: he didn't do. A I would time. rather had
0: Stephen Anderson, uh, and like that's. I mean, Stephen Anderson did take his job throughout the year. Pretty much,
1: yeah. I think yeah. Gabe went down. He must have. He must have gotten down with some sort of injury. I would have to look back, but I know he was in, inactive for quite a few games, and Stephen Anderson just kind of crept in and literally stole a spot right in front of him. So. So
0: yeah, I think Josh Kelly, guys like Gabe Neighbors, those are those are prime candidates for you know just being. You know, victims of roster cuts. 100%. But Xander Horvath now. Let's get back
1: to him. Great drawer, by the way. If you haven't checked out his Instagram, I was just looking at it earlier. Dude dude draws stuff that looks like legitimate pictures from a camera. So
0: Super artistic.
1: That's cool, I guess. But
0: Multi-talented. So
1: And he's just, again, don't know a ton about him, but I wouldn't want to see him running at me with a running back following if I was a linebacker. So he's a big dude. Hopefully he'll be a good lead blocker. I think that'll primarily be his main role on this team. So I
0: think he's a starting fullback.
1: Probably with no neighbors, who else would it be?
0: Yeah, and uh, no, Anderson. He's probably definitely gonna be the starting fullback.
1: And again, we're not gonna use we're not gonna use fullbacks all the time, but
0: well, yeah. I mean, he'll be listed as a starting fullback. But... Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Uh, I like this pick. Don't know a ton about him. I'll give it like a. I'll give it a C plus.
0: I will give it a C-minus. Okay. Just to play devil's advocate there. Fair enough. Overall grade on the draft, rounds one through seven.
1: I'll go with a B. I think we covered some depth needs that we really needed. But kind of odd that we didn't draft any edge players at all and no linebackers at all. Just really, I guess, really showing that Staley does not need linebackers to run his defense.
0: Yeah, you know how uh, the Rams and Les Need have like the the fuck them picks motto. Exactly. <laughs> Staley is has the the fuck them linebackers motto. <laughs> yeah,
1: hundred percent. And we saw uh, how far did N'Kobe Dean fall? We loved him in the first round. He didn't get picked till late third. I don't believe.
0: Well, he he slid a bunch because it was like his shoulder. Yeah, he had a pack were, pack issue. And he didn't. He didn't or wouldn't get surgery on it. Yeah,
1: he refused to get surgery on it. That's right? what it was, so, so. the teams were kind of like eh. But still, a talent like that to the Eagles, and I I think it was the 3rd, it might have been the 4th. I know it was 3rd or 4th, but talent like that falling that far, it's kind of crazy to me, but but anyway, yeah, yeah uh, I think we ignored a few needs, but again in Staley we trust, in Tom we trust so I'll give it a B
0: Yeah, I, I will give it a B plus. I wanted to give it an A, I think the two picks that like as I was sat down and like was trying to grade this draft and just going down pick by pick, the two picks that are really preventing me from like putting it over the, the hump and, and giving it an A is is uh, Jasir and Dean. I mean again, like I like the depth pieces and they are depth pieces and I, I will I will die on this hill of like I I don't I haven't even seen these guys play yet, but I would rather have them out there on the field than Mark Webb. Yeah, I'll give you that for sure. And I'll die on that hill today. Like hundred percent. Fight me. Yeah. Hundred percent. So But like nah, I mean I just they they reaches for me and they're super raw, which is like is a silver lining, but no, I, I, I got to give it a, a, a what I say a B plus. B plus, yeah. Yeah, I got to give it a B plus. I can't give it an A. Just those two picks alone.
1: Yeah, going in those late rounds, there's a few dudes I really had my eye on. JoJo Dolman from our Nebraska Cornhuskers. Totally great. Uh, especially with the linebacker situation on this team, really would have loved to grab him. He ended up going undrafted. I thought he'd be a six six round pick, but and Josh Job, the corner at Alabama, ended up going undrafted. Also thought that he. would. Definitely a lot less of a project than uh, let's see here Jay Jay Shear? Just Sheer, Just J- J- Sorry, it's gonna take me again some weird names, and uh, Dean Dean. What was his last name again? Leonard Leonard Dean Leonard. So less of a project than those two guys, but overall, yeah, I'll give it a B. I think we still did a pretty decent job. So,
0: yep, I, like I said, the the theme of the draft is depth. That's what the Chargers went out and did. They grabbed depth pieces with you know, probably one two starters in that mix. But they were never gonna. I mean, I always laugh every year that you know like people get pissed over the fifth or the fourth, fifth, sixth round, seventh round picks, and I'm like, what are you expecting us to draft? And no that, like, are you expecting us to draft like the star of the team in the sixth round? Like, it's just like you know, we're gonna draft guys you probably most likely never heard of, and that's okay because. We're not scouts, and then we don't know everything. Exactly. You know? So,
1: in Staley, we trust again. I think we've said that fifteen times now. But in Staley, we trust. Yeah,
0: it's it just it needs to be said. Um, unfortunately, over you know some of the the Chargers Twitter debates I've seen, it's just it, everything's gonna be okay, guys. Everything's gonna be all right. All right, we're we're all in this together, and we're gonna get through this. And, I, and the draft, I promise you, is 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 a good thing. We did a good thing this weekend.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, so areas that concern you the most as far as, like, position groups here, and we only have a couple minutes, so we're going to have to kind of fly through these. Um, Right off the top of my head, I got edge, cornerback, offensive line.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what I would have on my list too. So,
0: Of those three, what would you prioritize the most? Edge,
1: 100%. You think about it, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack go down where Chris Rumpf sees a starting role. Not that Chris is bad, but he's definitely one of those guys that – he was a fifth-round pick, right?
0: Yeah, sure. fourth or fifth. Fourth, fourth, fourth yeah. or
1: fifth-round pick. He needs a few more years just to kind of kind of get a little bit more experience. And I think he can grow into a great player, but for this year, definitely edge.
0: Yeah, and I would agree. I, I Staley did say, I think either today or yesterday in his presser, that they will be looking toward – because someone asked him. I can't remember what, what writer it was, but they asked him. They are like, hey – you know, what are you guys going to do at Edge? Because, you know, outside of Bosa and Mac, it's pretty much just Rump. And, and he did say that, you know, they're going to be looking towards the undrafted free agent market and also the, the veteran free agent market. So something to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah. 100%. All right. What's our next next order of business real quick? We got...
0: Okay. So real quick, I want to address, you know, the, the notion... the notion out there amongst Chargers Twitter that our receiving core is an average receiving core that opposing teams, opposing defenses are not afraid or not intimidated about or, you know, from our receiving core. what All these garbage takes that are basically saying that, you know, we have a, a mid to average receiving core. Just stop.
1: Please, stop.
0: Just please stop. Like, I mean,
1: the pick at 17 was never going to be receiver. Get the hell over it, please.
0: It was never going to be receiver. It was like, as much as I would love a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase on this team, I'm sorry, that's just not how the first round works. Just because you take a a guy that runs a 4 3 in the first round does not mean he's going to turn into Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Debo Samuel or whoever you want them to be. Yeah, I mean, Yes, is this receiving core lacking speed? Sure, 100%. Okay, but they also have a guy. They also have a 4-3 guy and a 4-4-4 guy on the roster. And
1: then we've also got probably the best contested catch guy in the whole league in Mike Williams. So,
0: Right. So, I mean, you can argue that it have no speed, but it also looks silly knowing that they have a 4-3 guy and a 4-4-4 guy and they have that Those three guys I just mentioned are are neither Mike Williams nor Keenan Allen. Exactly. So then you add those guys into the fold. And, yeah, I just – I mean, it's one thing. If you're upset that they didn't take a wide receiver in the first, I get it. You can be mad. But to sit there and say that we have an average receiving core is just, like, outlandish.
1: What was that stat? We were one of how many teams that have multiple 1,000-yard receivers?
0: Yeah, one of like I want to say it was like four or five, let's, let's if think. not less.
1: Bengals would have had Bengals would have had Chase and yeah Higgins. I think they were both over a thousand. Cowboys maybe with Cooper and C D.
0: Yeah, but
1: but anyway, yeah, very few teams, and we were one of them. So
0: yeah, and like there's guys that I mean that that are still out there on the market. That if you really you know. I'm not saying we go out and, and target a wide receiver, because I, I I really don't think we do, and I think we're set at that position. But, yeah, just, I'm sorry, Tra- trashing the current receiving core to justify why we didn't take a receiver at 17, like, it just makes no sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm not going to spend much more time talking about it because it's just a waste of energy at this point. But, yeah, Chargers have a good receiving core.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. The amount of people out there that are still sleeping on Keenan Allen still wake up. He's here. He's been here for years now, but people still sleep on that guy.
0: So, hundred percent, man. And I'm really excited to see. Just, I mean, I know there was a lot of drop passes this last year. I think that was just you know an anomaly. But I'm really excited to see this receiving core. You know, get back to work and and uh, you know let them cook. Agreed. All right. Next thing, uh, real quick, we got a couple of things left here. All right, so uh, the schedule, the NFL schedule comes out on May 12th, which is, as we record this episode, 11 days away. So super exciting to finally be figuring out when and where, well, I should say just when the Chargers are going to be playing because we know where they're going to be playing on the road and who they're going to be playing at home. We just don't know when. We
1: do know one game, though. So September 15th. In Kansas City, Thursday night football, Chargers Chiefs, primetime game. I know that we had a, a little over under four games for the primetime. Well, we've already got one, so that should yeah. be a good one, week, week two. so
0: Yeah, week two, we will be there in attendance. So putting that out now, will definitely promote it a lot more as we get closer to the date. But Chargers powder hour, meaning Miles and, and Colin, myself, Will be in a, in, a, in attendance. Excuse me, at the Thursday night football game at Arrowhead. So super excited to already, you know, be getting back to football and, and uh, you know booking and making plans for for Chargers games and super excited to, to to meet you guys and to to meet more of the Powder Blue community.
1: Yeah, we're definitely gonna come up with something fun to interact with you guys. Last time we played Thursday night football in Arrowhead we had the Mike Williams game, the two point conversion, 29-28, just miracle game. That was a great one to be in attendance.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to go to that game too and last minute didn't didn't work out, had had some stuff pop up, but yeah, I'm super excited to be going this time around. I mean, there's if you've never been to a game at Arrowhead, it it is unlike any other. They hold the the loudest stadium record in the NFL for a reason. It is absolutely bananas in that stadium
1: 100
0: percent. so
1: if we're looking forward to that september cannot come soon enough
0: all right last thing we're going to cover here before we get out of here um roster i guess we're gonna call it feelings you know it is may 1st so it is super early in the nfl calendar year i mean a lot can happen between now and august and, and training camp and preseason and even the regular season but how are you feeling about like just the current state of the Chargers roster? I mean, just down the line, player by player, position group by position group, when you factor in depth, all these
1: things, how are you feeling? A lot better than last year's roster, that's for sure. I think that they've done an outstanding job of filling some of these holes that we needed to. We've always talked about Chargers being a really top-heavy team. Well, if anything, they've added more to that top with J C Jackson, Khalil Mack. Now we got Zion Johnson. Hopefully he, he's gonna he's gonna come out and be a great starter uh, week one. But I I'm really liking this roster. I love I've loved all of their additions so far this off season and I think that it's gonna really translate to a lot more wins for us.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I feel better about the roster, especially after this weekend. I, I... Going into this weekend, yeah, going into this weekend, if you were to ask me, like, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like, I feel great. Like, let's, I, if we were to play tomorrow, like, I would have no issues, you know? Like, yeah, we're, we're solid everywhere. One being like, oh, God, like, we're gonna lose by 50. Yeah, we might go 0 16 this year, like, that bad. I would have said going into this weekend, I would probably say we're like right out of five or six. I would have said probably six but i feel like we definitely jumped a a point or two just by this draft. I, I'm probably like a 7 leaning 8 now. Like we're definitely one That's of them. how i feel about this roster out of 10 going going in going forward into the off season.
1: Yeah, i agree with you. I think it's one of the more complete rosters in the NFL at this point. And b- biggest thing just stay healthy. Yeah. just stay healthy. If we can stay healthy, we're going to we're going to win some football games next year.
0: Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll, final answer, I'll say 7 out of 10. So whatever that means to you listeners out there, 7 out of 10, 70%. Take I, it with a grain of salt,
1: it's May 1st. Take so. it with a
0: grain of salt, it's May 1st. Um, I, I guess the biggest things holding me back from really grading it higher or being higher on it is just... The defense, like the, the secondary depth, I, I still think they can address it. I mean, I still think, I mean, they did in the draft, and that's good. But, you know, as we mentioned, you know, some of those guys are really raw. They may not have much of an impact this season. And so, you know, maybe address the, the, the secondary offensive line. I, I, I think I'm set on at this point, um, which I did not expect to say that after this weekend. But, yeah, I feel really good about the offensive line now. So, yeah, I, I turn basically to the defense and, and, you know, can they be a middle? They, they just have to be a middle of the pack defense this year. Yeah. They don't have to do anything crazy.
1: Yeah, for sure. But offensive line, is gonna be it's going to be weird watching a Chargers team with a great offensive line, hopefully, uh, which we should. But it's going to be a lot different than the Phillip Rivers era. You know, Phillip Rivers didn't have much protection on or off the field, if, if you know what I'm saying. And Justin Herbert's going to have a lot on the field. So
0: Nine kids!
1: That's what I'm saying. So, but, yeah, I, I do like where this roster's at. I think that we're we – still got a few more pieces to go, but I like where we're at sitting here on May 1st, so.
0: Yeah, well, sounds good. I don't really have anything else. Do you have anything else you want to add?
1: No, I got, I got nothing. Uh Just happy about these guys that we added over the weekend. And uh, we'll see where they go from there.
0: Cool. Well, thank you for joining us again, Bolt fam. Episode number five, Chargers Powder Hour, our full draft recap. And overall grade and just breaking down kind of what's next and how we feel about the current roster. And, yeah, we're going to get out of here. So thank you very much for listening. And Bolt up.